Hello and welcome to Money Roundup with me, Mayor Morrison. On today's program, Bitcoin ETF gets SEC approval. What does this mean for the crypto space going forward? China's population has declined for a second year in a row. And the burst cuts some of its diamond prices by as much as 10%. All of this coming up on Money Roundup. On Wednesday, January 10, 2024, history was finally made. After 10 years of back and forth with the SEC and numerous rejections, companies given the green light and when it was time for approval, faults were found. The United States Securities Regulators finally approved an exchange-traded fund to track Bitcoin. The SEC had approved 11 Bitcoin ETFs applications coming from BlackRock, the world's largest asset management company, ARK Investments, who partnered with 21 shares, a crypto ETP issuer, Fidelity, Invesco, and Van ECK. Other companies that were approved included Grayscale, which has been one of the pioneers for this and also had their Bitcoin trust, which they wanted to convert into an ETF application declined. Bitwise, the largest US crypto fund in America, Hashdex, Valkyrie, BZX, Wisdom Tree, and Franklin Templeton. This approval is a great milestone and history in the making for the much controversial asset. The approval of the Bitcoin ETF allows for investors, both institutional and retail, to gain exposure into the cryptocurrency without actually holding it. This can be used as a gateway or the beginning to a path that would not have been trotted otherwise by many. Data from CoinGecko showed that Bitcoin averaged around 46,000 US dollars per coin on Wednesday, January 10th, 2024, and had a market capitalization as high as 915 billion US dollars. The price went up even further the following day on the approval of the ETFs to 48,494 US dollars and 62 cents and saw a market market capitalization of 957 billion US dollars and the highest trading volumes taking place for 2024 so far at 63.72 billion US dollars. Research has suggested that upon approval of the Bitcoin ETF, there was about 21,000 Bitcoins purchased valuing 896 million US dollars at a price of 42,600 US dollars as at Tuesday, January 16, 2024. BlackRock's iShares Bitcoin Trust, EBIT, led the way with 16,362 Bitcoins purchased, followed by Fidelity's Wise Origin Bitcoin Fund, FBTC, with 12,112 Bitcoins. 
Grayscale's Bitcoin Trust, GBDTC, lost about 25,000 Bitcoins, which slowed down the inflow of new Bitcoins into the Bitcoin ETF frenzy. Before the SEC approval, GBTC operated as a closed-end fund with 630,000 Bitcoins in holdings and was converted into an ETF upon the approval, where they had lost a couple thousand Bitcoins. GBTC had charged 2% in transaction fees before the approval and now has reduced it to 1.5% which is still higher than their competitors, which shows that investors are sensitive to rates and fees charged. However, trying to compete on fees may not be the best solution for Grayscale, as BlackRock, for instance, can afford to operate at a very cheap and low rate and still be efficient, but Grayscale may struggle if they were to match or go even lower on fees. At the start of the program, we asked, what does this mean for the crypto space going forward? With the US SEC approval of 11 crypto ETFs, this has shown that crypto is now here to stay. This also proves that other persons who would have been heavily skeptic of the space in the past due to the scandals over the years and denials by regulators will feel a little bit more trust and reliance of the asset class. For crypto enthusiasts, this is a much wanted approval and so they can finally breathe a sigh of relief going forward. This approval will only make crypto stronger. Better regulations will be put in place to protect unsolicited investors and also a new world will be opened up to persons who can get exposure without actually owning the assets, making trading even easier. The pathway for Bitcoin should only see greener pastures going forward and with this, there can be much bigger and greater things to come, not just for Bitcoin, but from crypto overall for the future. A country that was once considered overpopulated, so much that the government had implemented a policy of one birth rate per family for residents as a measure to keep the country from extreme overpopulation, has for the second consecutive year seen a slowdown in population. China has seen a population decline of 2.75 million people for 2023, or about a negative 0.02% over 2022, to have only 1.409 billion persons. This reduction in people recorded has been over 850,000 from its previous year and is said to be the greatest decline since the Great Famine during the Mao era in the 1960s that saw massive deaths. Legend has it that the famine was so severe during 1958 to 1962 that persons had stopped giving birth. 
data recorded that 1960 and 1961 were the two lowest population growth years in Chinese history. And now a similar trend in 2022 and 2023 has been identified. By 2023, the death rate was 6.6% .6 to 11.1 million persons, the highest since the Cultural Revolution of 1974. Birth rates simultaneously declined by 5.7% to 9.02 million newborns, the lowest ever recorded at 6.39 per 1,000 persons. In 2022, the rate was 6.77 per 1,000 persons. The one-child policy was lifted in 2015, and at the time, the average birth rate was 11.99 per 1,000 persons, and it has been on a fast decline ever since. Research suggested that China has been fighting with policies that led to an aging population and women have also decided to not give as much birth as in the past. On top of this, the rate of unemployment was extremely high at 21.3% in June of 2023, after which the government decided to temporarily halt the sharing of unemployment figures. December 2023, the government resumed sharing data and this time it fell to 14.1%. During 2023, China was overtaken by India as the nation with the largest population as declared by the United Nations. The woes for China will get worse if things continue on this path. Research suggested that as the population continues aging and birth rate slows, the cost for aged care will increase and not much financial support will be there to fund it as the tax paying bracket will get smaller as time passes. By 2035, the pension scheme in China will run out of funds entirely. The number of retired persons, that is persons 60 years or older, is also expected to increase to 400 million persons from 280 million, a 42.86% increase. What may even be worse is if there is a splurge in one year in birth rates. This will cause a strain on the system and leave a huge gap between the number of retired persons and people entering the workforce. To add to that boom, it can put a strain on the education system with the already highly competitive college exams that young ones have to go through in China. Care for children is expensive within China and this is one of the reasons why a lot of young people prefer not to have children. To add to that, Chinese tradition is very stringent and they focus a lot on honor and family, self-discipline, academic achievement, and respect for authority. So what effects will this fall in growth rate and birth rate have on the Chinese economy? With population at its lowest since the 1960s and a fall in birth rate to the lowest ever recorded, Care for the aging population will increase as time goes by, and with less persons entering the workforce, unemployment for youths high, the government will have a lot of 
problems in the future to fund their regular expenditure to take care of citizens, tax collections will also start reducing and the country will possibly end up in extreme deficit. If things don't change soon, the government may have to look into attracting workers into the country so as to provide both funds for the aging population and also to breathe new life into the nation so as to prevent a possible extinction of nationals or a fall in an emerging empire within the next century or more. On to our last story, South African British company Dibbers, a diamond miner and seller company, has announced that they will cut the prices of their diamonds in a bid to increase sales. Debers came out and shared that diamonds of 2 to 4 carats in the select makeable categories are currently at sales 25% lower than normal prices, which is the largest cut experienced by the firm. The price cuts across a number of different categories amount to 10% for the month of January 2024. The economy has a large part to play in the reduced demand for naturally sourced diamonds. Lab-grown diamonds have also contributed to the reduction in demand as a diamond can be created within a few weeks and the cost for miners, smelters and shapers are all taken out of the equation, making lab-grown diamonds around 50% or more cheaper than a naturally grown one. A spike in sales in the Asian market for luxury products, more particularly China where diamond demand was high during the COVID-19 pandemic, has also fallen. High rise in youth unemployment figures for 2023 in China added to the fall in demand as well. The company had recently completed its 10th and last installment of rough diamond sales, which is the raw diamond sold before the beautification process is done. This is where jewelers would tend to purchase and then add their finishing polishes and designs to them and put in engagement rings, earrings or other forms of jewelry. The 10th provision came in at 130 million US dollars as the company continues offering lower levels of rough cut diamond supply to match with the demand. Wholesale supply and demand have started seeing some increases while polished diamonds have regained stabilization with decrease in inventory. The cost of natural rough cut diamonds, which is measured by the Zimniski Global Rough Diamond Price Index, have decreased by 13.6% over its previous year, but 2.7% higher than three months ago to value at 156.4. As such, the demand for natural diamonds are trending lower and the supply of rough cut diamonds are enough to match the demand so as to not have a glut on the market driving prices down further. Polished diamonds have regained stability in its prices though lab-grown diamonds have grown significantly in popularity as they are significantly cheaper in prices. Just before we go some quick updates from the market, 
The S&P 500 index closed January 18, 2024 at 4,780.78 points, 0.886% higher than its previous day. The Nasdaq index was up 1.37%, closing at 15,058.47 points, and the Dow Jones index was flat at 0.5%, closing at 37,469.27 points. Apple closed at 188 US dollars and 63 cents, up 3.357%. Microsoft just shy of $400 at $393 US dollars and 87 cents, up 1.13%. And Nvidia closing at 571 US dollars and 7 cents, up 1.88% over its previous day. The FTSE 100 closed at 7,459.75 points, flat at 0.26%, and the FTSE 250 closed at 18,992.01 points, a 0.61% increase over its previous day. That's all that we have time for today. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode and I do hope to catch you in the next one. Do feel free to give us a follow if you have not yet done so. Leave any comments you may have down below or get in touch with us at moneyroundup876 at gmail.com.